From KPMG, this is Global Perspectives with Hannah Mohideen. Hello and welcome to Global Perspectives, the podcast series from KPMG focused on the big international issues and inspiring leaders helping to shape a more sustainable world where CEOs and their companies can flourish. On this month's episode, GDP is the world's best recognised metric for success. But what if we've been doing it wrong all this time? We hear today from one maverick leader who believes it's time for a new way of analysing the performance of companies, institutions and countries around the world. When Mandeep Rai studied philosophy, politics and economics and achieved academic success in the London School of Economics and Harvard, you'd have expected her career to take the traditional path of following accepted global norms for finance and economic growth. Instead, she's become a maverick, teaching political and business leaders to think not only about financial success, but also about values. Her recent book, The Values Compass, is an international bestseller, analysing more than 100 countries around the world and charting their success based on a new way of thinking. Mandeep, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I love the fact that you are able to grasp the concept because for many people, before the pandemic, people thought the nation state was almost irrelevant. You know, we are all global citizens. Globalization is all the rave. It doesn't matter where anyone comes from or where anyone's going, we're all one. And although that is absolutely true, the pandemic also had us relegated and pushed back into our nation state very quickly. My aim was not to celebrate the nation state necessarily, but my aim was to celebrate each and every individual. And when you look at almost the strength or the talent or the gift of each individual, you're often looking at their values. You're often seeing a display of their value system. And what we found more and more is that, I'm sure you've experienced this, when you go into a particular country or a particular community, you have a certain sense of something being more important than something else. Like the way, you know, the way in the US, people have this kind of entrepreneurial spirit and they will pivot and pivot again and pivot again until they get the right message or something that works. So that would be an example. Or the way respect seems to permeate in almost every strata or layer of society within Japan. And you see how it's not just in how they refer to one another or how they might bow, but it's also in, in their etiquette within the train system or what kindergarten the children are taught right from the very beginning, even the way children are taught how to fold their umbrella so that the water doesn't spill onto the floor, for example, that level of thinking of the other. When we saw, for example, in Rwanda, after the genocide, this clear aim to clean up Kigali, clean up the countryside, clean up their language, their mind, their thoughts, so that the Hutu and the Tutsi did not ever appear again. But it's it's taken a whole other world of its own. And I met with Paul Kagali at the World Economic Forum recently. And you can see the way that taking that so seriously has meant that that nation has cleaned up up its reputation completely and has a different way of being now. So 
what you find is that I believe that humanity wishes to evolve into its very best self, wherever it is, but that our political, social, geographical, historical psyche and construct around us can induce or enable certain um, behaviours or ways of being or values more than others. Your book looks at nations, but you've worked with hundreds of companies around the world as well. What can business leaders learn from your findings? If I took you through the contents, which would look at values such as empathy or compassion or excellence or recognition or you name it, (laughs) there's over 101 different values there. I find that when businesses become really clear as to what they stand for, just as when communities become clear or when an individual becomes clear as what they stand for, then the way it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy, the people that they hire buy into that narrative also or come to that firm because of those values. And people will work for something much greater than themselves. There's this purpose or mission or value set that that resonates with them to the point that they don't then feel that they're working for a company or from for some shareholders they feel as they're working for for something that they truly believe in and almost are able to think about all the stakeholders that are impacted throughout society by this whether it's the supply chain the environment it's, it's almost as if firstly when we're hiring talent, we hire according to our values, but when we're retaining our talents, they stay according to their values and they're le- less likely to leave and they're more likely to bring in 200% of themselves in through the door. And even when we're looking at things like ESG or other, other aspects of our companies that are becoming so important now, without, without that societal part of values, I find, well, when you put in that societal part of values, it is so much stronger. It's a messaging, but that's integral to the core of the firm. In a moment, we'll return to the second part of our interview with Mandeep Rai. But first, let's chat to KPMG's Global Head of People, Nshlamu Dlomu. Nshlamu, We've been hearing about values and why they're so crucial for an organisation. In your role as KPMG's Global Head of People, you've spoken before about how the pandemic has shifted values in the workplace towards a more human approach. Tell us more about what that means. We've faced a number of challenges over the last few years, from the global pandemic to social unrest. We've had the anti-racism protests. We've had climate crises. And now we've got a war. We've got a, a conflict. It's put immense pressure on business, but more importantly, on our people. And during uncertain times, there is a role that leaders need to play to support our people, but also to support our clients and our business as a whole and to play a meaningful role in society. And during these moments of crises, most of the time we don't have predetermined solutions. So what we can rely on is actually our set of values. And we've been lucky, and I'll tell you a little bit about what we've done, because we recently refreshed our values just before the pandemic. But what it gives us is a compass through which we can guide our decisions and we can take actions from a place of care and from a place that everybody understands. But at the same time, we've embraced a new way of working. It's clear that life has become a bit more personal, even in the workplace. 
And in a, an interesting twist, uh, technology has given us an ability to shift to a more human approach when we've had to interact with each other differently. And we also know from our research that people are looking for leaders that make business decisions with compassion, but who actually can approach hard decisions in a human way and still achieve business results. So for us, it's really important to stay a purpose-led and values-driven business. And we've done a, a lot over the past few years to bring that to life. So we refreshed our values uh, towards the end of 2019. And what we were intent on doing at that point was to make sure that our values are well understood by all people inside the firm, that they're impactful, that they're meaningful, that they're simple enough, they're memorable, and they mean something. So we've got five values integrity, excellence, courage, and together for better. And you can hear even as I uh, speak through them that they are words that you can relate to, but we've given them real meaning so that nobody uh, misinterprets what we mean by them. So I think that in a changing world, having a set of values that's understood and interpreted by everyone in the same way is absolutely critical. And we've seen how it has worked positively for us. Well, KPMG definitely seems to have embraced that radical shift in work culture and attitudes. Tell us about your new initiative, Horizon 2025, and how that tackles the future of work. So one of the things that becomes clear when there is crisis after crisis is there's always a danger of always reacting to what's going on instead of setting the tone of what you want to see. So what one of the things that we started doing with my leadership team is thinking forward. What is the world of work going to look like? And I think you've seen a lot of publications around the future of work, what's coming. And we decided to actually take an external input, look at our own internal data, start thinking of what people are looking for from work. And we spoke, we just spoke about values, but we were talking about organizational values. The truth is personal values have also shifted where people have started asking themselves, what is really meaningful? And in that space, we know that there are a few things that will be challenged. What we were looking for were the key bets of where we should be putting our energy as a firm in order to look after our people. And we came up with three under the Horizon 2025 banner, and we were wanting to look a little bit forward. The three, the first one, was what we've called choice, voice, and accountability. So it's a cluster of things that respond to that. We know that people are looking for more flexibility. Everybody's talking about remote work, hybrid working, but we've stretched it beyond that. We also know that people want to have a voice in designing that new world of work. So we want to give them more voice and listen deeper to our people's needs. We also know that there have been challenges with productivity and the amount of uh, work that goes into changing, shifting patterns of, of work. And so we want to make sure that our people's well-being is well looked after so that we bucketed under that theme. The other theme that probably is just naturally something to think about is culture, that we know we want to be a purpose-led, values-driven family. We're doing a lot of work and we've historically focused on that. But the culture that we need going forward is impacted by the changes that we're seeing in the workplace. So we're starting to put more emphasis on leadership, on issues around inclusion, diversity and equity, which is a focus of the firm, but also on the experience that our people have on a day-to-day -day basis. Then the third theme was mainly around 
KPMG as a talent marketplace. We are incredibly lucky to have a firm that has different uh, skills types and groups and different careers that it offers to, their, to, to, to people. So what we, we're looking at there is just making sure that our people have a sense of career paths, career development, we can provide them with learning and make it quick and make, make sure that it's robust, it's future orientated, and also make sure that they've got, uh, they can feel the value proposition of being part of KPMG. So that's, that's what we're focusing on. I know it's a lot of words, but uh, we've simplified it into three core things that we're going to focus on in the next three years. I was really struck in a recent article you wrote about the need for business leaders to now relentlessly push for greater workplace equality and progress on ESG. Do you think CEOs are finally tackling those topics or is there more to be done? That's a tricky question, but a good one as well, because I think that every single CEO is thinking about ESG and they're thinking about what place equality and all these issues that matter to not only to our individual people and organizations but to society so i think ceos are definitely thinking about it and there's real appetite to act now that's a different thing from getting it right at the get-go because the issues that we're dealing with uh, are actually deep rooted in some in, in, in society and organizations have the power of shifting them and these are long-term issues as well so i think while ceos in the main have the appetite they're talking about boardrooms are talking about esg they're talking about inclusion diversity equity there's still a long way to go but what's really encouraging is this is a topic that's not going away and we've seen different organizations tackling it inside the firm. We are laser focused on, on that. We've got our impact plan that you probably might have seen. And inclusion, diversity, equity is really critical to what we're doing. We actually designed our own plan with more than 17,000 voices from our own people. So uh, this is not a plan that we set somewhere as a management team and put together. But these are plans that are guided by what our people want to see and we've made progress so far on that. Okay. And Shlamud Lomu, thank you so much for joining us on Global Perspectives. Now back to the second part of our interview with Mandeep Rai. Well, you mentioned ESG. There is a renewed focus on ESG in boardrooms today. Do you think that companies are finally starting to shift away from the narrow focus on individual growth? towards the greater good? Yes, and not, not in order to compromise their individual growth, because I, I feel as though when they're thinking about the greater good, when they're thinking about matters such as diversity, or when they're thinking about you know, the environment or greater good, actually, it will do their business so much better. There have been many studies to prove it and many examples to prove it. It's like the triple bottom line, all play into one another and all have a much greater um, result at the end. And in order for some a company such as yours to think about their values, it's worth bringing in all of your employees. It can be done in two different ways. Sometimes it comes right from the top and sometimes it's bottom up. Either way, when you have a coherence around the values that you are working for, I find that the triple bottom line definitely becomes enhanced and 
kind of explode, so if you would. There's a more renewed focus on ESG in boardrooms today. Do you think that companies are starting to finally shift away from the narrow focus on individual growth towards the greater good? I think that this conversation is more relevant now than it's ever been before, because if there's one thing that's happened in this new post-pandemic, if we can call it that world, it's the fact that our teams have become even more global. We're able to work with all the continents simultaneously. Now, the aim of taking you around the world in this colourful way was not to say that there's only one country, one value per country, but simply it's a tool to enable you as a company to figure out what would be your values. To answer your question very directly, I encourage actually uh, five values because too few and it can become quite skewed, too many and it's hard to maintain focus. Five is a nice balance. And we found that to work very well. But much more importantly, it's to prioritize those values. And I do this day in, day out with companies, large companies such as yourself, startups, you name it, and in, in a myriad of different ways. And when you're able to highlight or pinpoint those values or even engage in this conversation with your employees or your C-suite, you find that it lights people up. They feel heard, they feel recognized. When I walk into, a, into an organization to conduct this work, I do not come in with the judgments that there is one or a few values that are more important or that there are some values that are less, lesser than, because I think judgments provide division. And the aim of these values is to create unity. And I find that teams, when they're coming from this place of values and are able to recognize, and we get to the point of their top five values, actually it creates much more harmony, a celebration of one another, and much greater unity than coming from a place of wanting to immediately reject certain values because you've already decided some are not, uh, some are lesser than others. That is absolutely not the case. Mandeep Rai, thanks for joining us on Global Perspectives. I'm Hala Mahiadeen. Join us next month where we'll be chatting to another inspiring business leader. If you want to hear more of KPMG's global podcasts, head now to home.kpmg.com.